This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, you're listening to Her Vantage here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Lily Chai. So for an economy to be sustainable, there are different colors of the economy to tackle. There's orange, blue, green, and now silver. So the silver economy is related to activities, goods, and services that can help meet the needs of people over 50 years old. And Queenie Mann, who is the founder and CEO of the Project Futures, which is a social enterprise located in Hong Kong that commits to help with transforming and promoting the future of aging. So Queenie is also the managing director at Culture Homes and Forward Living, which focus on providing solutions for senior care services. She's joining me from Hong Kong to talk all about this. Welcome to the show, Queenie. Hello, good morning, everyone. Hi, Lily. Hello. Right, I don't think I covered all the bases on what you do, right? So can you tell us what you do and who you are? Yeah, so hi, everyone. This is Queenie from Hong Kong. Um, I have my own social enterprise. It's called the Project Futurist. Um, basically, it's a social enterprise that promotes the future of aging through advocacy work, through community service, and through education. Um, A lot of the work that we do, it's really to help eliminate the idea of, you know, aging being bad. Um, And we try to infuse uh, a sense of energy and also hoping to combine social innovation with elderly care. And that's basically, you know, the gist of what we do. I'm going to go into more detail later uh, during the uh, the chat, but I also have other hats that I'm currently um, uh, working on. And basically, I also operate and manage elderly homes in Hong Kong. And I oversee uh, the work that we do at, uh, especially in the elderly rehabilitation area. Right. Fantastic. Now, so you went from a brand strategist, right? You worked in a brand consulting firm uh, to founding a social enterprise to help, you know, with the senior community and contribute to building this silver economy as a whole. What interested you in this field in particular? Yeah. So, well, how much time do you have? (laughs) Um, So I started um, my role in elderly care and elderly services uh, in 2017. Um, Previously, I was in um, uh, branding. So it's a specialized service in management consulting, but we focus more on brand strategy and brand management projects. Um, So I was doing that for about nine years. uh, And my background was in business and marketing. So in 2017, I had the opportunity to join a family business, uh, which is Culture Homes, um, to help uh, relook at uh, their entire brand portfolio to re-strategize on how they could improve on the overall business directions uh, and also their elderly service branch. I decided to join this company because partly uh, my grandmother uh, lived at uh, one of the elderly homes at Culture Homes Mm -hmm. for about five years before she passed. And I had always been curious on, you know, how 
elderly homes uh, are operated. And I still remember the days when I used to visit her, I would actually help her choose her meal for the for the month. Mm-hmm. So every day from lunch to dinner, and even like tea time, I get to choose and, you know, check it off from the uh, entire menu. And I always thought, you know, uh, such a lovely elderly home where people get to choose from, you know, different kinds of meals. And the meals are actually quite tasty. And later on, I actually uh, had the chance of being introduced to the company. And I started my journey then. And since then, I realized a lot of people have misconceptions about what elderly care is all about. And whenever I talk to my friends, they would say, hey, Queenie, so I heard that you're now in elderly care. Are you working at the front line, bathing and changing diapers? Um, And I said, well, it's more than just that. In fact, uh, a lot of the work goes behind the scenes from product development to marketing to uh, quality assurance. So I decided to really open up my own social enterprise, the Project Mm -hmm. Futurist, to focus more on educating the public and also to uh, hoping to re-image how aging is being perceived in Hong Kong. Um, so that's why I have a platform called uh, Captain Soft Meal, mm-hmm. where it's it's my alter ego, where I actually dress up as uh, Captain Soft Meal yeah. herself, uh, with the silver wig, with the tight <laughs> legging, the green leggings, yes. and a shirt that says S uh, <laughs> on the chest. It means soft meal. Um, So with that character, I decided to really, I wanted to do something different in this field by combining uh, branding and marketing um, with my former experience um, into social innovation and to um, combine all that to help uh, change the perception of what elderly services is being perceived today. Mm-hmm. Right. So you are also a certified care worker, right? And you're also doing your master's in dementia. So tell us why in particular you want to do so many things all at once. Yeah, um, I think partly is because of my person personality, uh, uh, my MBTI personality, it's ENFP. So I really strive to do my best in everything I do. And I always find opportunities where I can upskill myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So currently I am doing a program at the University of Sterling uh, on uh, a master's for dementia. Um, The reason why I pursued that, uh, currently pursuing, it's because when I'm currently working in the community, whether through our program called Sensory Restaurant on Wheels, where I work with people living with dementia to bring fresh dim sum and the experience of yum cha uh, into <laughs> the elderly home, um, or in my current work at Forward Living, I noticed that a lot of the elders, when they experience aging, one of the major issues is um, seeing the increasing cases of people living with dementia. Right. And a lot of the time when, especially in elderly care, uh, where it's tr- traditionally a very operator-driven setting or very medical-driven setting, I noticed that a lot of the interventions that we use for people with dementia might not be most effective. Mm. When we work with people with dementia, it really requires it requires a lot of uh, detail, especially on, you know, their care plan, because person living with dementia, each of them are very different. 
they're very unique on their own because of their own personal experiences. And to care for people with dementia, it requires a high degree of um, personalization uh, that is not necessarily medical based. Mm or treatment based. A lot of the time, if we think about their needs, um, uh, you could approach it from more of a transformation in the environment, transformation on the community setting, really thinking about, you know, what person-centric care means right. uh, to a person with dementia. So I guess uh, that really urged me to upskill myself with the studies uh, to relook at what dementia means to uh, elders, of today and how we could cater to their needs in a more relevant way. Mm. And you're planning to put that under one of the projects for the Project Futures, I'm I'm assuming? So I am planning to put all of that uh, insights and skill sets into all of the work that I do at the moment because um, my role at the Project Futures, um, a majority of it, it's really working in the community. Mm. So we do a lot of uh, workshops for carers uh, where I actually get to meet them in person. And they would tell me things that they experience at home, uh, especially caring for someone with dementia. Right. For example, they would experience things like they wouldn't be, uh, they wouldn't want to eat, they lack appetite. And they would need to always constantly think of new ways of improving their diet. Mm. Um, And um, in my other community project, which is called uh, Sensory Restaurant on Wheels, we work closely with elderly homes and elderly centers. And especially elders with dementia, they experience not only sometimes distressed behaviors, but they're not being well understood enough. So that's why through our Yamta experience, Mm. our program, the Dim Sum program, uh, we wanted to help evoke the sense of uh, not only joy, Mm. but also their memories of the past in a food that is common to all of the elders in Hong Kong, that is dim sum. Mm. And uh, we don't only just serve food, but we also have uh, old music oldies uh, from the 80s, from the 70s. And we also have props, real proper old teapots and <laughs> backdrops. And we have a chef, which is, you know, usually one of our colleagues. Mm-hmm. They would actually cook on site so that you get to smell the aroma of dim sum. And through all of that sensory stimulation, we hope to really uh, in, instill the sense of happiness within them by relating to their past memory and past experience. That is one of the, the insights that was put into designing this program. And even in my current work at Fort Living in our own senior community, we have different kinds of programs to help people with dementia to get used to the new environment. For example, we would have um, a barrier-free environment where they are uh, they are able to wander around mm. safely. And we also have uh, what we call doll therapy, where you know some elders, they grow ante- attachments to mm. dolls, where uh, it would bring them comfort and then it would soothe them. Mm. So yeah, there are a few things that um, I got out of my current studies mm. and my past uh, studies uh, while upskilling myself. 
uh, to really integrate that into the current care philosophy that we have. Right. Okay, I do want to talk about uh, the fo- the project futures in detail, but it's time for some messages. But don't go anywhere. I'm here with Queenie Mun. She is the founder and CEO of the Project Futures, which is a social enterprise located in Hong Kong that commits to help with transforming and promoting the future of senior care. Keep it here on BFM 89.9. Because friends matter. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Her Vantage here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. I'm Lily Chai. I'm here with Queenie Man, who is the founder and CEO of The Project Futurist, which is a social enterprise located in Hong Kong that commits to help with transforming and promoting the future of aging. So before the break, we covered a little bit about who she is and what she's doing. Uh, so I want to talk about your social enterprise, which is, again, The Project Futurist, right? So you have uh, this platform called Captain Soft Meals, which you provide easier dining for elders and patients who are suffering from uh, dysphagia, which is a swallowing problem, right? How did you find out about this problem and why did you decide to tackle this specifically? So basically, when I first joined uh, the company, uh, the first thing I did was to visit elderly homes and to see, you know, how elderly residents are doing. And one of the major or one of the shockers that I experienced, it's really to witness how poorly that the eating um, in the everyday dining, especially for those with swallowing issues or what we call dysphagia. Um, and I keep wondering because I saw all of, you know, there's a lot of uh, leftover food, especially for porridge or uh, pureed diet, uh, meaning all of the food being blended using water or soup. And I would completely, you know, understand why they have such reaction because sometimes these uh, pureed food, they don't look really um, pleasing. And second, it's taste or even the texture or sometimes even the nutritional value they are generally lacking, uh, especially compared to other formats of what we call texture modified food. Um, So during that time, I was able to visit Japan to see how they're doing, especially in the elderly care context and how they improve, you know, elders uh, diet. Um, And one of the things that they do very often on a day to day basis is to create soft meal. Uh, It's basically a form of texture modified food uh, for people with swallowing issues. And the way they do it, it's very uh, delicate. They would actually remote food into their original shape. Let's say it's a chicken puree. Um, Instead of a puree shapeless format, uh, they would actually mold it into a chicken thigh (laughs) or chicken breast. And they would even, you know, use a torch to uh, sort of burn it slightly so that it has that teriyaki look to it with some sauce. Mm. So it really inspired me to bring this concept to Hong Kong. So in about um, 2018, I decided with my colleague in a meeting, uh, we sat down and we're like, how could we raise awareness on dysphagia Mm. uh, into a way where it is relevant and easy to understand? The reason why is when I first started, uh, when I knew about, you know, dysphagia, I was looking online, searching everywhere, 
but information was so complicated. It, it was filled with medical jargon and it wasn't really specific. So imagine uh, a carer needing to care for an elderly at home. They wouldn't have a clue on how to create meals that are uh, easy to make mm. and that are appetizing and nutritious. Right. So I decided uh, we decided to set up a platform. We named it Captain Soft Meal. Basically, we had a joke. So if you go on Google, if you search <laughs> Captain America, Captain Marvel, and the next will be Captain Soft Meal. <laughs> so, and um, we started by drawing this character. Uh, it's a um, hero figure. It's mm. like one of those Marvel DC figures. Mm. Um, and we had a story behind him that he is a hero that wanted to save people who are facing malnutrition, especially those who are having swelling issues. So we started by drawing this cartoon and started venturing into creating recipes, doing YouTube videos. Um, and today, uh, the platform, it's about almost, what, five years old now. Yeah. And uh, we have over 13,000 followers on our platform. And basically, they have uh, people have been supporting us from the beginning. And uh, today, we also host classes. We have we organize classes for caregivers, mm -hmm. so they can just come to our studio and take uh, these uh, classes where they can learn the skills on soft meal making techniques. They can also learn different kinds of cooking techniques for people with chewing problems. So we have a range of workshops and courses that we offer at our studio. And um, not only do they take away, you know, some knowledge about elderly nutrition and, you know, chewing problems, but they also get to make soft meal on site yeah. together. And a lot of the time, uh, caregivers would just make all of these meals and they would bring it to the elderly homes for their family members or they would just bring it directly home. Um, you know, for their parents. So I'm, I'm very grateful I'm able to do that. I'm, I'm actually really grateful I get the opportunity to do that. And to pick on, you know, my grandmothers, they used to, because we used to give them porridge, congee, and yes, there are a lot of leftovers. And when we bought them like char siu rice, and then they would happily finish the whole plate. And the reason why uh, my parents told me is because of the mentality, right? Because if you serve them congee, they will feel like they're sick. And they don't like that. They don't like feeling sick or being sick. And if you give them like fried chicken and once in a while, they'll feel like, you know, I'm healthy again. And that's why I guess that that's the, the part that brings them joy. And what you are doing, which is like molding them into like those pieces, you have shumai uh, <laughs> shaped food, and then you have chicken, as you mentioned, right? And, and those are the things that I guess spark their interest again and make them feel like, you know, they are eating something that they like. Is that, mm -hmm. is that something yeah. I experience as well? Yeah. So um, actually, a lot of the time uh, when caregivers, they come to our studio, they would uh, tell me after the entire class, they would say, oh, I realized that my parents are actually not having swallowing issues. Right. They're actually having chewing issues. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, um, there are a lot of many different factors that affect one's appetite. One of them being, you know, your um, psychological state. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially for elders with, let's say, dementia, uh, geriatric uh, uh, illnesses, that it really affects, you know, their appetite on eating. And like you said, um, I think it's completely fine uh, if we give them McDonald's <laughs> or, you know, even in Hong Kong, like cup noodles, hey. like elders love that. And as long as they are eating uh 
safely, consuming it safely Mm -hmm. uh, in the right texture, I think it's completely fine. We actually just recently uh, made, you know, a number of new recipes. Like in Hong Kong, there's this noodle chain store. I don't know uh, if you also have it, um, uh, but it's called Tam Zai. So Tam Zai, it's like a chain noodle restaurant. Everybody loves it, basically. And they have this very famous squid ball mi uh, xian. So we decided to turn it into a soft meal version. And it got so much attention because everybody could relate to it and said, when I get old, uh, I want to be able to eat this mi xian in a soft meal texture. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, food, it's, you know, it's more than just nutrition and it's more than just, just for uh, nourishment, mm. but it's also a way to connect people socially. And especially in, you know, Asian cultures, food is a huge thing that brings the family together. Yeah. And the concept of eating together, dining together at the same table, it's also very important. Mm. Um, one of the concepts or one of the philosophy that uh, we have is really the idea of dining together. Because um, if you have ever experienced, let's say, a family member um, having to be inserted with a feeding tube, whether through the nostril, they often eat first. Or even for elders who are experiencing, let's say, dysphagia, they need to be put on a period diet. They usually are being served first, even at elderly homes today in Hong Kong. They never really get to sit together with the rest of the family. Uh, So that's why uh, being able to recreate these molded food in its original form, it actually brings the entire family together at the same dining table. It, it saddens me a little bit that uh, all these like flashbacks and images of people, you know, elderly, they, they have to eat alone with the, the care workers, right, to feed them. And But now um, I want to go back to, you know, what you said about dressing up as a character. You yourself who did it, right, in, in tight green leggings and the silver wig. Um, how did you feel? You know, you, you were a brand strategist before. I guess you're wearing suits very often. But yeah. you... <laughs> You need to dress up yourself, I guess, cosplay yourself yeah. into yeah. a character. Yeah. How did it feel? Was it awkward or, you know, embarrassing? I don't think it's embarrassing for you, right? For your personality. Um, I think, you know what, at that point, I really didn't care what people think okay. about what I'm doing because I know, I know what I'm doing might create noise, uh, but uh, for a good cause. Right. And I remember when I first dressed up in my costume it was in a uh, public exhibition right. for um, a gerontech uh, exhibition in hong kong and my colleagues they encouraged me and said hey queenie you know what it's time for you to come out from your <laughs> your own self um and to um to promote this you know very meaningful cause so i remember i had my wig on my tight leggings and my cape uh and my t-shirt with the s <laughs> on my chest and it, i was actually quite nervous to be honest i was scared about what people think of me uh, is she trying to you know gain attention right. what is she trying to do uh, you know people are quite judgmental <laughs> so uh, but I just you know let go of my ego and said you know what just go ahead 
I mean, it doesn't matter because I'm the one who's being dressed up yeah. as Captain Soft Meal. And if I'm able to raise awareness on this issue, why not? So it took me a lot of courage. And people at first, they were like staring at me, thinking that maybe I'm a promoter <laughs> uh, of a certain product. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hi, I'm Captain Soft Meal. And people actually started approaching me and asking me questions like, uh, I, uh, when I drink water, I choke a lot. Am I having dysphagia? Uh, what should I do? They come to me in person and they start talking to me. And I find it very rewarding because that was the purpose of why I wanted to create Captain Soft Meal and why I wanted to dress up, uh, especially on a topic that is so niche right. where so little resources are being put in this mm -hmm. area. Um, and even today, uh, every night we get messages from caregivers. They would leave me comments and messages and they would ask me, can you tell uh, the elderly home where my mom is living to tell the operator to make soft meal? Right. So, um, and a lot of these questions are very interesting, but also it shows that people really needed support in these areas. So we try to do the best we can. Mm -hmm. And I guess it also shows how far you have gone, right? In, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we're running out of time, but I do have a final question for you, right? As a female leader with, you know, so many different hats in the social work industry, what kinds of, you know, challenges have you faced? Being a social enterprise is already challenging enough. <laughs> and being a female leader, it really takes extra courage it really takes extra work and energy mm -hmm. to sustain uh, especially to make sure that you know the team it's on the right track uh, that the company is going into the right direction we have enough projects to sustain ourselves but an interesting fact is especially in the elderly care industry a majority of the people who work in it are actually female mm -hmm. and i have the most respect for them because especially my social innovation field, uh, they are very passionate about the work they do, that they do. And they dedicate a lot of time and effort in making things uh, possible. I think sometimes um, I the issues that I actually face is not because of my gender, yeah. but because of my age. So that's why this whole idea of ageism, uh, I was told I was being questioned once uh, by a very high ranking CEO of a, um, uh, of a what we called NGOs. Yeah. And the first question, even before I started talking, the first question he asked was, oh, how old are you? You're quite young to be running an elderly home. It was a really huge shocker to me because, you know, I'm in this industry, we're always talking about, you know what, um, try to accept who you are and especially, you know, no matter what age you are in. Um, and the idea of ageism is in fact very prevalent uh, in all sorts of contexts. Sometimes people are quite stuck on, you know, the age factor and they would make prejudice or a judgment and as a female uh, of older age, mm. they face more ageism or even sexism compared to their male counterpart. Mm. Um, so that's why I think um, a lot of the, the work that we do is we try to eliminate that by educating them. You know what? Age is just a number. It doesn't, mm. uh, it shouldn't limit who you are. It shouldn't limit your abilities. Yeah. But sometimes uh, it happens. So. 
But how do you, I guess, overcome these problems? I think uh, hard work, courage, and also commitment, uh, especially commitment in the work that you do, especially believing in the work that you do. I think that's most important. And um, what I always think about it's, you know, it's not my own personal gain or my own happiness. It's the happiness of the people that we serve. Mm-hmm. That's why I think one of the concepts for our program called Sensory Restaurant on Wheels, where we serve dim sum, I always tell my team and that uh, even though we have done it for over 40 times, but it's always the first time when the elders, yeah. you know, enter into our uh, restaurant dim sum setting. So we have to, you know, give our best. My happiness uh, comes from the happiness of elders. And um, yeah, and that's what I always tell my team, you know, that's all that matters. This has been a very wonderful and inspiring conversation. Thank you so much for spending time with me, Queenie. Thank you, Lily, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, I've been speaking to Queenie Man. She is the founder and CEO of the Project Futurist, which is a social enterprise in Hong Kong that commits to help with transforming and promoting the future of aging. If you miss any part of this show, you can go ahead on our website at bfm.my or the BFM app that is available on the Apple App Store and Google Play to listen to the full conversation. I'm Lily Chai, and this has been Her Vantage here on BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.